In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector, and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. Robin, we have a great show today. I'm so excited. We sure do. How are you, Sandra? I am really good this week. I'm really good this week. And you've got some exciting news, uh, some things that are happening around the country, some awards that have been given out recently. Do you want to lead off with that? Well, sure. We can get right into it. I have, I have been perusing the Internet. I just thought it's really kind of neat to pull some of these things together, and I thought it would be great to lead off. There's a, there's a couple of things. Uh, one item that I noticed on Spouse Buzz is that the Department of Defense announced that Department of Defense? Did I say that? Um, <laughs> Sixteen states have either adopted laws or are close to doing so. So it will ease professional licensing restrictions for out-of-state military spouses. And I know so many people who travel so frequently from state to state with your spouse. Um, you have to up and leave your own job if you are so employed, and if you are. Anything from cosmetology to lawyers to whatever, obviously your licensing or certification goes from state to state. So there are more states that are looking at this, but right now there are 16 states that are um, engaged in this. And I think there is discussion for why is it only 16 states and not every state. So there's more discussion to be found either on spousebuzz.com or on Military Community and Family Policies Facebook page. And that is the name of the Facebook page, Military Community and Family Policy. And there's a discussion there that um, everybody can pipe in and, and find some more activity to do there. Um, there's a headline that came across our desk that two Department of Defense Education Activity teachers have been selected as recipients of the prestigious Presidential Award for Excellence. And these um, awards were in mathematics and science teaching. We wanted to extend our congratulations to Erica Meadows from 
Hohenfels, Germany. She received the math award, and Lisa Zimmerman, also from Hohenfels, Germany, received the science award. President Barack Obama announced the 85 mathematics and science teachers last week, and all of the educators will be receiving their awards in Washington, D.C. later on this year. And additionally, we want to um, congratulate some students. There were three Department of Defense Education Activity students who were selected to participate in the 2011 Research Science Institute this summer at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, right in my back door in Cambridge, Massachusetts, right down the way. These students were selected, um, the, the, your names are Marie Elise, Gotsky from Heidelberg High School in Heidelberg, Germany. Um, also receiving the, the opportunity is Catherine Kem from Wiesbaden High School in Wiesbaden, Germany, and Colin McDonald from Lake, Lake and Heath, I'm sorry, Lake and Heath High School in Suffolk, England. And it is quite an honor for these students to have been given these opportunities. So we wanted to make sure that we congratulated them and wish you the best of luck in your opportunity because this certainly is an opportunity of a lifetime. You know, Robin, I'm so glad that you got that segment because you know how I kill names for people when they come <laughs> on the show. Well, I don't know if I got Mary Elise's, Marie Elise's name correct. Gotsky, I believe, is the correct pronunciation. Oh, I was like Gotsky, Getsky. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's Gotsky. You're right. It might be Getsky, but it's G-O-E-T-Z-K-E. And she's from Heidelberg, Germany. That's the Mary, Marie Elise from Heidelberg, Germany. <laughs> like there is only uh, that's the only Marie Elise over there. <laughs> well, my, it was funny you say that because on my sister show, here's a shameless plug for Motherhood Talk Radio, which airs Tuesdays from three to four Pacific Standard Time. We had that nutritionist on Rona Brynan, and for like yeah. three or four shows, I kept calling her Brynan, and everybody's flagging me, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what? And then finally, I, you know, she's like, my name is pronounced Brynan, not Brynan. Oh, no. Oh, well, yeah. Good it was thing embarrassing. you told me because if I spoke with her, I would have said Brynan. I didn't hear the correction. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and it's one thing that, um, you know, it's so hard when we have all these different names and all these different um, spellings for things. You know, when I think about our guest today, which I'm so excited, um, we have uh, Charles Toth, the Deputy Director of the Department of Defense Education Activity, which you guys know is the DODEA, and we also have Kathleen Fasson. She is the Partnership Branch Chief, and they have just a tremendous job in educating, you know, our the students of our military families because poor Robin, you know, you're always correcting my spelling. You're always <laughs> you know, and I went to a traditional school and, and um you know, a well, it doesn't help college. that I was, and that was my major, was early childhood ed. So as long as it's up to the fifth grade, I'm good at correcting. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me I have the spelling of a fifth grader. <laughs> no, probably a first or second grader, if you ask me. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, Rob, when I think about what the Department of Defense Education Activity um, has to, to handle, you know, I want to mm -hmm. throw some stats out to our listeners today. We've got 194 schools they administer in 12 countries, seven states, 86,000 students are responsible for, which just tickled me pink because my hometown is like a tenth of that. 
you know, and they're responsible, you know, for these students. And they're in Guam and Japan and Korea and Bahrain and North Carolina and New York and Kentucky, you know, which is hard and enough to... And that's the key that I'm, I'm really looking forward to chatting with our guests about in that it's all well and good for, to go from state to state. But when you start going into different countries, and even though they may be schools that are on base or schools that are uh, regulated by our military, you still have the influence of the country around you, I'm sure. So you have to throw in that language issue or that, that uh, we, we, you must have to include things like that. And, and I would think that it just adds all the more dy- different dynamics when you have to incorporate all of that into your core curriculum. That must be so challenging. Well, and then to, to just add on top of this, you know, because, Robin, I was a educator. Uh, I taught at USC, uh, University mm-hmm. of Southern California, for about a year. I was terrible. So Department of Defense people do not come and ask me to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to manage students that were going into their MBA program from all these different countries, you know, Japan and Germany and Russia. It was it was a nightmare, I mean, to be honest. You know, they all had their different cultural dispositions. They all had different, you know, being different students. To, to boot. But then yeah. when you look at the Department of Defense Education Activity, the other thing that I love to add in here is that they have student enrollment in the different branches, like, you know, the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, sure. the Marine Corps, the National Guard, and then the DOD civilian, you know, students of civilian uh, employees. And I think of, like, how, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll say, like, Marines, like, and I'll mean Marines and soldiers or mm-hmm. airmen and you know, and now I've gotten my chops busted because recently my company has hired a, a National Guardsman, and we've traditionally only had, you know, soldiers and Marines, and now, mm-hmm. you know, I've got this <laughs> National Guard guy in, and, you know, heaven forbid, you know, I, I say, hey, soldier, you know, sit down and do this, but... Um, <laughs> Now you've got, you know, you've got that competition, you know, between the different groups. It's like, you know, the, I've got my jarhead that argues with the soldier that now the National Guardsman throws in his lots. You know, now you also have the cultures that go along with the different service branches. Yes, and isn't that the challenge is that there there are so many different dynamics that that they have to look at not just your basic core curriculum but all these other entities and I'm just really uh holding them in such high respect here and I'm so looking forward to chatting with them. This is really going to be so interesting. It is. And you know, and I think a lot of people take for granted um you know, how much our government does do and how much um, is put into um, supporting our military families mm-hmm. as they, you know, move from place to place. And there's another thing that I'd like to add, and I'm just going to throw it into the fire, because <laughs> when you think about running a school, you think about, like, you know, the elementary schools our kids go to or the mm-hmm. middle school or the grade school, now let's put in you know, in this whole um, Department of Defense Education Activity soup, if you will, yes, different yeah. branches, different races, different countries, different states, um, but then throw in, oh, and the different branches, I think I said that, but then also yeah. let's make it pre-K up until grade 12. Yeah, exactly. All, know. all together, all lumped in together. That's a lot. I'm just so glad that we're on the radio. You <laughs> don't have to do this for a living. <laughs> Because I'll tell you, that's a lot. It sure is. 
I have a, a niece and nephew, well, my nephew and niece-in-law, if that's the correct term, just re- going back to Germany. So their daughter and son will be involved in one of these schools over there, I'm sure. So we're going to have to bust our guest chop and say, take care of Germany because Robin's right. family's over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have little... to see if I can get Kristen to come on one of these days. I'll get her on Skype and we'll we'll have her come on because um, my nephew is, uh, I will have to get, he's just getting um, another bump up, so we'll have to get the exact, his exact rank. But anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what, Robin? We're about ready to go to commercial break. My name is Sandra Beck. My co-host is Robin Boy. The show you're listening to today is Military Mom Talk Radio. We're available on iTunes. We're available on iTunes France and Germany now. We're very excited about that. Um, we're also found on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Our host station is TogiNet. Our guests today are Kathleen Fasson, the Partnership Branch Chief, and Charles Toth, the Deputy Director of the Department of Defense Education Activity. We're going to be talking about the DOD's mission, some of the things that they do, and how to help your students uh, be more successful in their education. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. central on toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. Do you get it? Now that's what the show's about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's real moms in the real world. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. 
Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are welcoming some outstanding guests today, uh, something that is near and dear to my heart and Robin's, too, because we are um, both big proponents of education. Robin, you have your degree in early childhood education. Mm-hmm. I was a um, educator at USC, not a very good one, but I still can say that. Um, but we are you, welcoming... You were good. You I were was, good. Was, you know what? I was too silly. I was too silly. I got really high ratings from the students, and they did well, but I didn't have that kind of whole USD, look at how cool I am thing. (laughs) Much better job for me over here. Um, I'm glad anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we have today Charles Toth, the Principal Deputy Director and Associate Director for Education, and Kathleen Fasson, who is a Partnership Branch Chief of the Department of Defense Education Activity, which is much easier to say than NACRA, but we're going to go to Kathleen first. Kathleen, can you please tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the, the DODEA? Well, sure. Um, the Department of Defense Education Activity um, is is a school system in and of itself. Um, you mentioned earlier um, the 194 schools and all of the locations uh, where we have um, our schools. Uh, the Department of Defense Education Activity is the umbrella organization or in um, maybe some more civilian terms, the state education agency of uh, the Department of Defense uh, school system. And you are, um, what is it exactly that you do? What is, what is your job requirement? I know you're a, a chief. Um, I, you know, can you explain to me what, sure, what you sure. do? Well, in uh, three years ago, the Department of Defense Education Activity was given the opportunity to reach beyond the um, 194 schools that we have and uh, the 85,000 uh, Military Connect students that we serve to a larger population, uh, really the 1.2 million military-connected school-age children that um, are pretty much everywhere across the country. And in most um, areas, they are educated in our public schools. And so um, the educational uh, partnership branch provides opportunities to reach out to public schools and share our experiences and um, best practices with public school districts. But quite frankly, it's almost as much we're learning uh, from what public schools are doing um, in, uh, in the world of education and in supporting military-connected students. So it's a, a real win-win type relationship. Um, but we are able to provide um, support uh, through grants and through professional development to uh, public school districts serving military children um, nationwide. And That's so that amazing. is, yeah, you that know, is what the partnership branch um, uh, responsibilities are within the Department of Defense Education Activity. 
You know, and that's so important. We have a lot of guests on the show, um, and we talk about this, about the, you know, the families that live off post and the isolation. And, you know, we have a couple. I live near Edwards Air Force Base, so we have, you know, a mixture of civilian and then, you know, military families. And we have only one military family on our whole canyon, and they're very isolated. And, you know, there's just specific needs that different families have. So I'm really glad to hear uh, that you have a partnership agreement in place, you know, to, to help the students in both arenas and for those students that transition uh, between DODEA schools and civilian schools. I'd also Mm -hmm. like to welcome Charles Toth. He's our Principal Deputy Director and Associate Director for Education. Welcome, Charles. Thank you, Sandra. It's nice speaking with you. It's nice to have you here today. So now that we've covered what Kathleen does, would you like to share with our listeners today what you do? Was the principal deputy director for DODIA, I, I pretty much have supervisory oversight to almost all operations that uh, uh, encompasses what we do every day in support of the education of military children, uh, be it uh, information technology requirements, uh, human resource uh, management, uh, logistics, safety and security. Uh, I think you get the picture of almost anything and everything that. Uh, this organization does in support of the education of our children. And secondly, I wear the hat of the Associate Director for Education, so all curriculum, instruction, and assessment requirements, policies, decisions are worked by desk to the director. Now, you've been with the Department of Defense um, for quite a long time here. I'm I'm seeing 28 years alone, but 39 years experience in education. Can you share with us a little bit about where you have? I see you've been all over the world as part of your teaching instruction as superintendent. Give us a quick rundown of that, um, that those experiences. Sure. Very quickly, I started my career as a, a DOD teacher in a high school in Bremerhaven, Germany in 1979 and was uh, through the course of the next 27 years a classroom teacher in Bitburg, Germany, uh, Gießen, Germany, Frankfurt, Germany, uh, an assistant principal in Frankfurt, Germany, and an assistant principal in Lakenheath, England. Uh, followed that up with a, a stint as the principal of Alkenberry High School in England, uh, Würzburg High School in Germany. Uh, was promoted to assistant superintendent of the Bavaria District Schools in uh, uh, 19, uh, 1999-2000 school year and promoted to the superintendency of the Korea schools in 2004. And I've been in my present position as either an acting or the official uh, uh, principal deputy or an education uh, leader since uh, 2009. So it's been an extensive career. It's been a rewarding career. And I cannot think of any other passion I would have ever encountered in my professional life than what I've been able to do in support of the uh, education of military children. It's just one one tremendous, gratifying experience. That is well, so Charles, I don't know if we could get anybody with any more credentials uh, to come on the show today and talk about, um, you know, the best way, best practices that parents can can uh, utilize with their families in getting a good education uh, through your school 
Um, what are the uh, um, eligibility requirements for a student to attend the DODEA schools? Well, we, we have four categories of enrollment. Uh, the the most significant enrollment category we call space required. These these students are the children of command-sponsored military members who have been assigned to a, a, a duty assignment in one of the overseas locations where the military has a footprint. Uh, we, we have a second category that's for uh, uh, students who are the children of uh, non-command-sponsored soldiers who want to attend our schools, and also children of DOD civilians who are eligible to attend our schools. Uh, and DOD civilians can attend our schools as tuition-paying uh, students. Uh, we have a third category for another layer of tuition-paying students who would be eligible to attend based on the employment uh, category of their uh, parent. And then we have a fourth uh, category uh, of enrollment, and it is for the children of folks who are not affiliated with the DOD in any way, yet they have the uh, desire to have their children educated in a uh, public school setting, and they seek to enroll their children in our schools on a space-available basis, uh, tuition-paying. Hmm. It's a very regimented enrollment uh, uh, process, and uh, I'm sure you know that uh, with all of the regulatory requirements that exist within government and the Department of Defense, enrollment in DOD schools are very regulated by policy and, and, and regulatory requirements. Are the so facilities funded? That, I'm oh, sorry. sorry, Robin. Uh, people I was just, listening today that wanna um, wanna look up some of this information. You guys can find it at www.dodea.edu. Robin, go ahead. I was just going to ask: Are these facilities funded primarily by the tuition, or are there fund? Is there funding coming from other sources? Uh, our funding is congressionally mandated through the Department of Defense budget that's allocated every year by Congress. I see. I see. The tuition that we receive is returned to the U.S. Treasury. Really? That's interesting. Hmm. So what are the options for parents, um, and we're about two minutes to break, so if you can answer this quickly, what are the options for parents where there's not a public school or a DODEA school or DODEA school? Well, one thing, that for, for military parents, um, um, most military parents sent on an overseas assignment are going to be placed in an uh, environment close to a military school. Uh, however, there are assignments that send parents to a geographically separated unit. Uh, we have a non-DOD school program that uh, is triggered into place when those assignments are made, and we, we support those students through distance learning, through uh, homeschool programming, through virtual school. Uh, we make on-site visits to the, the school. Uh, that those students may be attending in a host nation to continue to support the education of those students in that geographically separated assignment. It is a very developed program. While it may not be the most uh, beneficial, it is 
It has been very successful in supporting the educational needs of those students. If by chance a student ends up in an assignment where the quality of the local educational opportunity is not sufficient to meet uh, a, a quality education comparable to what the student would be receiving in, in another environment, we do fund tuition to send that school to a uh, private school or to pay for the education of that child in a uh, public school setting at government expense to ensure that the education they have access to meets the quality of the parental expectations. Charlie, we're going to go to break. I will pick this up when we come back, and we'll learn more about the Department of Defense education activity. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4 or 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage. Connect with Juliana in media.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, Military Moms. This is Robin Boyd, and I'm here with Sandra Beck. Today we are talking with two great people that are helping us learn more about the, about the Department of Defense Education Activity. Uh, we have Charlie uh, Toth here today with us. He is the uh, 
acting, excuse me, he's the deputy director of the Department of Defense education activity, and we also have Kathy Fasson here, the branch chief um, of the DODEA partnership branch. Um, one of the things that I know that I am so curious about, and we kind of alluded to it a little bit at the beginning, when you have um, a curriculum set up, how easily is it for your students to then integrate into other school departments when they go on to other schools and get transferred. Um, Kathleen, I don't know if that's something that you wanted to address. It's got to be a challenge. Well, it is a challenge, and um, military uh, children uh, attend a number of different school districts. They enter in and out of our de Department of Defense school system, and um, I think the uh, the average uh, move and the number of school systems is about nine um, nine times throughout a child's K-12 education. And so, yes, as they move from um, Department of Defense schools to um, public schools in the United States, and then if they have an opportunity to be in an international school, as uh, Mr. Tuss was mentioning, um, but one of the one thing that the Department of Defense has worked in collaboration with the Council of State Governments is an interstate compact on military child's education. And uh, currently 38 states have um, entered into this compact, which provides a platform to resolve some of the challenges uh, that children face when um, moving, uh, with, especially with their education. What the hey, compact Kathleen, does, what are some of those? Before before we get into yeah. compact, you know, so that the moms listening today can can maybe identify some issues their kids are having as they move from school to school. What are some of the most common issues that happen, you know, because that resulted in the compact? Well, probably one of the most common um, issues is uh, state graduation requirements um, and state uh, different types of uh, curriculum that, uh, especially state history, is one of the ones that we'll see, or um, different math courses uh, and the way in which math is is offered in the states. Where, um, if it was uh, maybe if it was algebra in one state in a certain grade level and. Uh, they didn't live in that state, but they were somewhere else. They might have missed algebra somehow, or they might have um, um, taken state history in Texas, but then they were they were going to graduate in California, and the requirement for California is to have California state history. Well, so one of the examples of the compact would be that if you've taken state history, it doesn't matter which state, that you would um, have met that requirement. So a student wouldn't have to go back and take California state history just to get a diploma from California. Um, the other would be if a child starts kindergarten in one state but then moves to another state where the kindergarten age entrance is different than the state in which the uh, family um, first started their their child in school. So um, if they've already started kindergarten in um, in a state and then moved to another state, then the state would then have to um, allow the child to enroll in kindergarten. Um, there's also issues around immunizations and um, uh, official transcripts, some opportunities around gifted education. Um, so it's, it really covered uh, the gamut um, when they were developing the compact of some of the common um, transition issues for our military families. 
That's really um, interesting that there's not all states that are involved. Sim similar to the licensing issue that we brought up in the first segment, uh, what are the other states needing to do in order to become a part of this compact? Well, it is a piece of state legislation, but I would like to say that of the 38 states that are participating, it covers about 89% of our military student population. So we have, you know, the largest um, continu uh, uh, population of, of military-connected states. Mm. Um, but the same the same group that is working um, the the uh, piece around uh, professional licenses that you spoke of in the beginning is the same group that is working um, with those uh, remaining states to enact the compact. The good news about the compact um, for military connected children it's um, it's one of the fastest um, enacted compacts in, like, compact history, oh, the wow. National Center of Interstate Compacts um, reports. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, and it's um, um, we're very proud of, of where we are right now. Of course, we'd love to have all 50 states and the territories and the District of Columbia part of it, but um, it's, it, you know, with it's moving very, very fast, and um, and uh, I'm sure that um, we'll get there soon enough. Sure. I'm sure you have to look at percentage, too, as far as what student your student base is uh, for military families. So if you have a state that really isn't highly populated in military personnel, it's probably not as uh, necessary, although you never know when people get transferred for one reason or another, I suppose. But um, that's really interesting. How do you reach out to the students who are not enrolled in DODA, DEA schools? Um, do you provide services to them if they're not, if they're military student, uh, personnel students, or um, are, are you just assuming that they'll contact you? No, actually, uh, that's, that's one of the beauties of the Educational Partnership Branch within the Department of Defense Education Activity. Uh, we, we work very closely with military services. Each of the military services has um, a school support strategy, and um, part of that strategy are positions at each of the installations uh, called school liaison officers. And those are um, individuals that work very closely with the local command as well as the local school districts to provide outreach and support to both the schools, the parents, and um, and to the students. Um, and we 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 provide we serve as a resource to uh, school liaison officers. And then we've also developed some resources for school districts. Um, we like to consider ourselves a school district that has, you know, common goals and interests, in, and so reaching out to public school public schools that are serving military-connected children just seems like a natural thing for us to do. And um, we've developed uh, a, a resource guide called Students at the Center. It's uh, web-based as well as a resource um hard copy book that's uh, really aimed at parents, military leaders, and school leaders in um, ways in which they can support and be better advocates for um, military children. Um, and, um, and then we also have uh, provided an opportunity for um, special education um, professional development to school districts. 
So we have a pretty good idea of where military-connected children are at a district level, and so mm-hmm. that's where we reach out to um, to those public schools uh, to see what we can do to support them and their efforts. So I'm going to hop in here real quick, and I want to put the mic over to uh, Charles. Uh, There's two things that came to mind, Charles. Uh, You know, with all your experience you've had, you've probably seen it all. So I want to ask you, how can parents, specifically moms that are listening today, best support their children in moving from school to school, and then what they should do um, when a parent is deployed? What's your best practices? What's your best advice? My best advice from both a parental perspective, uh, having raised five children in the DOD school system and and professionally, is the the more you're involved in the education of your child, the greater the benefit is going to be to your involvement in in, uh, capturing the quality of the education you expect for your student. Um, I, I, I think from the onset of kindergarten, uh, parents really stay engaged with their student to about the grade of eight, seven, eight, where they want to turn over some of the uh, responsibility to individual growth and development. And even in doing that, I really encourage parents to stay engaged with what's happening with the education of their child every day. Um, uh, attend orientation. Uh, meet your students, teachers, uh, stay engaged with what assignments are, with what projects are, with what the uh, the uh, quality of the work is that's being graded by the teacher. Uh, stay up to date with grades. We, we now have uh, a grade reporting uh, program that allows parents to uh, stay uh, current with their students' uh, grade and assignments and work progress on a daily basis, instantaneously. Uh, know who your counselor is. If, you're, if your student is progressing into middle school and uh, chart a course of, of uh, uh, course, courses that you want your student to take through graduation so you've got them on track for that career once they receive their high school diploma. Uh, in making the move from, from uh, school to school, uh, do your homework in, in reading up on the school that your student will be attending, finding out about uh, orientation days, uh, when you can go in and get your schedule completed, what, what school supplies are needed, uh, what, uh, all those things that really make a difference in how successful the educational life of your child is going to be when you make that transition. With deployments, and, and you know we have – uh, been a nation at war for over 10 years now and have faced multiple, multiple, multiple deployments. You know uh, what, Charlie? I'm going to ask you to answer uh, your best practices for upcoming deployments after we get back from the break, if we can do that. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd. For those of you just joining us today, we are welcoming uh, people from the DODEA, D-O-D-E-A, Department of Defense Education Activity. We have Charles Toth and Kathy Fasson. We've been talking about 
education and the major quality of life factor for military families. For those of you who have missed the earlier segments, you can pick us up on iTunes. You can also go to militarymomtalkradio.com and download this episode and prior episodes uh, from there. Or you can head to Toginet, our host station, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. For Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, please join us after the break with more about the Department of Defense education activity. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on toginet.com. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning RX programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life-changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning RX comes in. Call today, 903-617-6899. 903-617-6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning RX can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning RX, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Your name at the top of his list and a statue of Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hello, Military Moms. This is Robin Boyd again here with Sandra Beck, and we are welcoming Charlie Toth, the Deputy Director of the Department of Defense Education Activity, along with Kathy Fasson, Branch Chief of the DODEA Partnership Branch. Now, just before the break, Charlie, we were talking um, about tips for parents, especially uh, when their children are involved in uh, DODEA or just any uh, military transfers. And I'm sure that there's some um, challenges when you're getting ready to be deployed as far as preparing your children's school careers. Would, would ask parents who, who are facing the challenge of deployment to, to really increase their engagement with, with the school in, in increasing their participation in meetings with teachers, uh, reaching out to the uh, guidance counselor, 
many of our schools now have a military uh, family life consultant to uh, be of asset to both the uh, school community and the parental community with with uh, emotional social uh, needs as as family members go through the adjustment of of deployment, uh, parents need to be on the lookout for signs of depression, uh, anxiety, uh, uh, student disengagement from from what their normal uh, uh, itinerary of activity would be on any given day, uh, a decline in 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 homework or uh, a, a decline in in grades, all those things that trigger the need for a parent to show greater engagement in in the uh, the life of the uh, student and the quality of the education the student's receiving in in the uh, challenge of of, of deployment. That brings uh, so, up a question, Charlie. What what do you do as far as guidance counselors or whatnot? These children must have some challenging things to deal with when they are going through not only the move but also the stress that their parent is serving our country, and that has to have some uh, weight on their shoulders. We, we moved to, several years ago, we created the, uh, a, a group within the school called the Student uh, uh, Support Team, and, and really it's a combination of classroom teachers, uh, guidance counselors, administrators, and specialists who regularly meet to, to monitor the academic progress, the social-emotional needs of our students who may be having some difficulty adjusting to a multitude of things, deployment being one of them. Could also be transition, it could also be some, some uh, family strife that's not related to uh, uh, the, the, uh, a deployment, but just things that families uh, process through as a normal part of, uh, of, of, of family living. Uh, so these student support teams have been very, very effective at, at, a, at enabling the school to plan a course of action to help mitigate the impact that these various social, emotional, uh, behavioral uh, deployment transition impacts would be having on their school life. Mm. That's so valuable. Um, and, and I'm sure every year presents different different challenges, and of course, depending on uh, where these we, children's families are and, or are going to, just has to you have to be on your toes all the time. I'm sure. Um, Kathleen, I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about some of the things. Are, are there summer vacations? With, with some of these schools, or do you really have to sort of um, have school year-round for these kids? Well, and that's a great idea, Robin, because we've got all these different schedules, and then now you're planning family trips, and, you know, how do you do that, Kathleen? How do you support children? Um, it, I'm not really sure I understand the question. Is this, is this year-round support through the, for the um, public schools or within DODEA? Oh, well, what do you, yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, I was just going to say, do with, with so many different schedules, do you have the same summer vacation in Germany that you do here in the United States, or even in the United States? I mean, I'm sure some uh, schools in Arizona probably don't take a full summer off the way we would in New England. Right. Actually, with the, uh, go ahead. Do go ahead, Charlie, if you want. Oh, we, we offer a summer enrichment program in. In almost every one of our communities overseas, 
It's a uh, about a six-week program of a half a day of enrichment. It's it's designed to uh, extend learning of the current year in prepping kids as they enter the next year of their scholastic life. Uh, the summer enrichment program is a K to eight program uh, that's really been beneficial to our students. And it's also been beneficial to our families as it gives the moms an opportunity to send their student off for a half a day for about six weeks during the summer uh, to uh, uh, to take care of personal things and know that their student's education is being extended. We also run a remedial distance learning virtual school uh, program for our secondary kids who may need to catch up on some credited courses that will ensure that they stay on target to graduate. Um, so those are the two main programs we offer in the summertime. Um, we, we've been very fortunate that our families pretty much schedule their the holiday travel so that it decreases the amount of time that they take their students out of school. We've been very flexible in, in, in adapting to uh, reintegration leave that uh, family members may encounter in, in returning from, from uh, Afghanistan or Iraq, and, and families have been very cooperative in working with us to ensure that when they do take, take personal leave for vacations, that they minimize the disruptions that they would bring to their students' school life. And it's, very, it's a partnership that, that we work very closely within each one of our communities so that we are doing what we can do to make it the best educational environment possible for our students on an individual basis. And I can see, obviously, if we've had the, the instances of the children who were invited to that wonderful program at um, uh, MIT, obviously these students are excelling and are, are certainly getting the most amazing base, base curriculum that, that they could imagine. Um, Kathleen, what are some of the things maybe as we're going to um, have not too much more time, what's something that you really want to impart to our families? Is what is something that we really uh, need for advice from you? Well, I think Charlie um, really hit the nail on the head with um, being active in, um, in in your child's education, and and that uh, that's really important throughout their whole K twelve education. That it's just as important in high school and middle school, even though the students are are getting a little bit more independent. It's really important to know your students' uh, teachers and to share with them important events in, in your child's life, especially uh, deployment. We find that um, many times military families will uh, will not share that about um, share that they that they're going through a deployment or that they that their uh, mom or dad is deployed. And if if a, a caring adult in a child's life was aware of family situations, they might be um, more attuned to behaviors and more sensitive to um, situations that the child may be experiencing. So um, really just staying connected and knowing um, what resources exist and um, being able to connect with um, those resources that are in the community, um, both uh, on, on an installation within um, the, the State Department of Education as well as within the local Department of Education, and, um, and then, of course, within our Department of Defense school systems, uh, just staying connected to what the resources are. 
That's how, uh, quickly, yeah. Charlie. I want to I want to get this in, and I'm not exactly sure how much time we have until break. So if you could keep it brief, Charlie. Can you talk a little bit about meeting the first lady uh, at the Quantico graduation and, and her support of the military family? It, it was an awesome experience for for all of us to have the opportunity to have. Um, Miss Obama speak to the Quantico and Japan graduates uh, last week. Miss um, Obama gave testament to the uh, resiliency of military children who have always been, but even more so in the last 14 years, been the unsung heroes of our nation. What we are asking our military children to do today in the face of multiple deployments of parents to uh, uh, trouble spots around the world and, and yet continue to focus on their own education uh, is really testament to the strength of the military family and truly a testament to the strength of the military child. Um, Ms. Obama gave an exceptional address on uh, her own personal perspective of the resiliency she sees in her walk as the First Lady in interface with military children and, more importantly, with the military family. And she has raised the, uh, the, uh, the quality of life for the military family to be a national focus, and, and we stand ready to continue to support uh, both the family and the students, our military, in every way possible. That had to be just an, an amazing experience uh, to meet her. Um, it's just so wonderful that we have top-down support. We have so much support for our military families. Um, and I'd like our listeners today to check out the Facebook fan page for the Department of Education, dodea.edu is what you check out. Uh, same thing for the www. And, Robin, you have anything to add? No, I just to double-check uh, the facebook.com uh, slash dodea.edu. We want to make sure that everybody has that chance to chat with them, and we just extend our Deepest thanks to Kathleen and Charlie. This has been such an awakening uh, show for us. We we appreciate your time. And Frank O'Gare, we want to thank him and Elaine Canellis today who helped us uh, put this show together. And we hope that we will have Marilee Fitzgerald, who is the acting director of the DODEA, back soon. Thank you for that time. Thank you. And be sure to check out the podcasts we have available at www.militarymomtalkradio.com, on toginet.com, and we can be found on iTunes as well. Sandra, we got another show coming up next week, right? we got another show coming up next week, and we are going to be welcoming um, an author who has written a book that serves our military families, and she will be with us. Um, and then we will also have coming up in the future some great advice from the Commissary Magazine that is launching to serve our military families. Sounds great. See you next week. <laughs>